Hello peoples, it's Dawn of the Dan here with something a little different from our Two Left Thumbs standard podcast. The aim with these little nuggets of goodness is to cover a bit more detail, things that we can't always cover on the main podcast due to time restrictions, or in the interest of keeping the main cast flowing along and not getting bogged down in too much detail. They will be shorter in length and focus on one topic and mostly be under- undertaken owned by only one of us. Think of these as your podcasts in between podcasts. A little bit of way of just keeping us in your ear holes throughout the week. Hope you enjoy what we are doing and please feel free to pass comments on what content you wish us to do. So the topic of today's edition is the upcoming expansion for Destiny 2 called Warmind. I'll try and keep it as spoiler light as I possibly can uh, and focus on material that has been basically officially released by Bungie. Okay so this goes alive about 4am Australian time. Please check your Bungie website for your local time zones if you don't work from the Australian time zone. So what do we get in this upcoming expansion? It's um, generating a fair bit of hype out there. It's uh, good to see Destiny's in the news for all the right reasons for a change. So let's jump in. So firstly, we get a new story expansion. The cinematic teasers show Anna Bray, her light thought to be lost to us from many of the Grimoire cards in D1 is currently exploring Mars, when things start going pear-shaped for her. Bungie released a webcomic this week which explained the series of events that led up to the cinematic trailer as well. She is hunting down her past, and it appears she is on Mars, where the Traveler's light gets extinguished during the D2 main story arc. Even though that light has been shut off from her, she continues her mission to discover her past, something which is forbidden to Guardians. In the trailer, we see several tomb ships buried under the ice, and from the web lore that Bungie has been releasing, um, this ice seems to have formed in about 24 hours after the collapse. This is sort of terraforming would take huge amounts of energy to undertake in such a short period of time. So all the law mines out there, me included, I had a geek out on this, uh, there's been speculating that we're going to see the return of one of the Hive Gods. Um, cards are, money bets have been placed, that it's Nocris, and time for Nocris to make his long-awaited deba- debut. Nocris was first hinted at during the Taken King, um, it's one of Oryx's children, and the only evidence we have of Nocris's existence is a statue outside Oryx's chamber during the main story of the Taken King. It seems that Oryx and Nocris had a falling out about something, and Oryx pretty much erased his existence forever um, from all the books of sorrow and any tablets of ruin or whatever else <laughs> it was down. So it is then speculated that Nocris then tithed himself to Zol, one of the worm gods, um, and had neither one has been heard of since. Um, that's probably about as deep as I'll go into the lore. Uh, everything else is kind of heading deep into speculation territory and don't have enough spinfoil to make a hat at the moment. But it's good to be excited about the lore again, that's for sure. So the story we're about, we're aware of so far is a guardian thought to be lost, searching for a connection to her past, and the awakening of Hive God thought to be lost, and Rasputin's lurking somewhere in the background. As usual with the expansions, I'll, sec- I'll expect we will see new armor sets, weapons, and exotics, but in the interest of keeping it spoiler free, we'll leave it there. Uh, there's new new space to explore, so we get a new map point. Uh, this is based on Mars, uh, not the Phobos and other areas that we had access to in D1. This is a new area. And on a twist on the traditional public events, it appears we are getting a co-op player triggered event called Escalation Protocol. The loot at the end of it is an activity exclusive pool, which is a nice addition. It's no fun grinding it out just to find some, just to get something that Shaxel Zavala would just give you next time you visited the tower. 
from what I've seen, this looks like a about seven wave horde mode activity that increases in difficulty each round um, when you clear it. I like that the fact that this is set in an open world. It's not just in a tiny little arena like Prison of Elders was or Court of Oryx. Um, and it also means that wandering guardians can discover one of these activities underway and join in on the fun. It makes me, reminds me of the opening of Alter Glass where strayed guardians would stop by and help a raid team um, form the spire and kick off their own raid. Alright, so there was also, speaking of raids, there is a new addition to the raids uh, with a, a, another raid layer to tackle. I haven't seen any details on this, but I would assume this would have, obviously have a bit of a hive theme to it. Um, my best guess would Callus's big floating casino gets a bad case of the hive and needs us to help clear him out. Uh, this goes live on the Friday morning from what I understand, which would be the 11th. Um, not sure of exact times, uh, Australia or otherwise. Um, also, some of the exotic weapons are getting a bit of a rework to make them more unique and satisfying to use. I probably wouldn't be alone in saying that most of the exotic weapons we collected in Destiny 2 have spent a long, long time in the vault, with only a little handful actually being functional. So, um, it'll be good to get actually some of these long parked weapons out of my vault and give them a crack again. Uh, from the little bits and pieces I've seen out and about on the internet, they are looking like they're going to be a lot of fun to use. Uh, Graviton Lance becomes a little mini Nova bomb machine uh, and other things. So while we're talking about exotics, one of the things that really interested me about this expansion was the masterwork upgrades for exotics. So it's just not a, this isn't done just by adding or burning a couple of consumables like our current masterwork system. It appears that we have, will have extra nodes to unlock on our exotic weapons. And most of these seem to have a unique quest line attached to them. So whether it be kill X number of enemies or do a series of steps, um, time will tell. Uh, but it's much nicer to actually have a sense of uh, accomplishment when it comes to the exotic weapons. Uh, coming from D1, where we had um, fond memories and all the D1 players will be the same of doing the Thorn quests, the Super Simulant quest, even though the War Sats were shit, and um, the Optimus Prime quest with Axis, they all felt meant something when once you collected them and finally unlocked them. Um, so it's good to get that back. Um, so yeah, enough on that. So more vault spaces on its way, not that that really worries me much because all that's in my vault is exotics, um, I pretty much delete everything else. And the long awaited emote wheel, it's a nice feature and I can't wait to see what crazy combinations we end up seeing on YouTube. Being able to string a couple of emotes to make a little story or amusing combination isn't game changing, but it's another nice quality of life addition to the game. And lastly, let's, we'll head on over to the PvP sandbox. So private matches make their long-awaited return to Destiny. Um, this is very, very much overdue. Because um, I remember we used to spend many a night making up fire teams and going head-to-head, -head, or we used to run uh, PvP tournaments within the clan and all this sort of stuff. So it's good that we can finally get back and do this sort of thing again. It extends the life of the game, but it's also it's fun, friendly competition amongst your fellow clanmates, which, yeah, which is a good thing. Um, there's be, along with private matches, there's a couple of new maps and they bring in a ranking system. So there will be two different ranking systems, each with six tiers inside. The tiers in both are, are labeled Brave, Heroic, Fabled, Mythic, and Legend. Uh, for obviously from top to bottom. 
and the two different ranking systems are Valor and Glory. So the Valor ranking system is driven by playing the Quick Play, Mayhem and Rumble playlists. Points are accumulated without any losses until the final cap is reached. It appears you can reset this as well to unlock special rewards. I'm not sure how many times this can be reset, uh, details are sketchy, but from what I understand it appears to be very similar in nature to the pilot generation system that Titanfall 2 uses. And finally the glory system is ranked up by playing in the competitive playlist and winning sees points gained, losing means points taken away. It looks like there will be streak bonuses and penalties available as well. So a winning streak will see the multiplayer stack up and grow faster and losing will <laughs> losing streak will see them vanish just as rapidly. Also it appears you have to play a minimum amount of games every week otherwise your points will start to decay. So you not only have to earn your rank, you also have to defend it. So an activity exclusive loot is up for grabs in the form of unique weapons and armor ornaments. Uh, I think season 3 the unique uh, weapon is a um, shotgun that will only be in the loot pool for that season for that activity. So that's once again a nice thing, it's a very unique thing and you have to do something and grind and defend it to be able to unlock it. So with that I'll wrap it up today and overall this expansion steers the game squarely back to where it needs to be heading in my opinion, giving players an incentive to play, things to grind for and basically a reason to log in and have something to do. I will be jumping into Warmind on Wednesday night and during the story campaign solo over a few nights. It's the way I play every campaign for the first time. Um, I don't like rushing through the story content. I like to try and enjoy it as much as I can because it is generally short-lived. Um, and generally, if you fire team up, uh, most play, yeah, everybody plays differently. So I generally lock my fire team out and just jump in and just enjoy it solo. Um, and then I will then branch out and explore the wider activities over the course of the next week or so. Alright, thank you for listening. If you want to hear more special casts like this, reach out to us on our social media links. These can be found basically on everything we make. Um, and tell us what you want us to cover, talk about, or just give you our feelings on a topic. So you can find me at Mixer at Dawn of the Dan, Twitter at Cleve Daniel, and Instagram at Dawn of the Dan, and my nerd and arms and co-host Static Oz at Mixer, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Static Oz. Alright, be nice to each other. Until next time, stay awesome, my nerds.